now sitting at the wave table. Yo, welcome everyone to episode 18 of the wave table. So this episode is featuring Solid Shark, who I met recently on Instagram. So he he DM'd me from his label account, I believe. Is that right? That that's possible. <laughs> it's, it's like Sunny Beach Records, yeah. Correct. You can yeah. also say Sunni. I think some people might misinterpret it as the religion, but that's okay. The good news is I'm trying to integrate some Arabic sounds into some of the recent music. Sweet. So we definitely want to branch out. It's really cool um, trying to incorporate that uh, culture into modern music because a lot of it got lost to just like sounding completely digital and fake. So, Oh, yes. Uh, because uh, the funny thing is uh, I created a new project uh, last week. We got the logo ready. Uh, we got the idea. We want to uh, combine a Nordic and some of that ethnic Sumerian Middle Eastern type of feel too. So it's going to be a mixture between both. So if you think of Kashmir, for example, he's mm. very, like, very Indian, you know, very, got all these different sounds in India, like the elephant sounds and whatnot. And uh-huh. uh, I want this to be something similar, which I would eventually incorporate some sample packs. And that's going to be much, uh, much uh, further down the road. For right now, we just uh, started it. So yeah. I, uh, what the hell happened there? That's weird. Okay. So I was going to say, I love uh, when I love those uh, cashmere samples, like the elephant ones. <laughs> I've, I've used them in a surprising amount of tracks. Right. They are very clean. Um, mm. And I just used it downstairs right before I got on the call. You know, I was working on this hard style track. And what do you know? I mean, it works. You just have to like sometimes change the BPM, of course, you know, to make sure it's all good. Um, it's just very clean and, uh, he's very f- nice about, uh, rolling those, what is it? Volume one and two for f- royalty free. Mm. Um, such a nice thing, especially knowing that there's a lot of producers out there that cannot afford X, Y, Z and, uh, him giving this out. What, what was that? Like five years ago or so he's, he like gave those out and, uh, people were immediately, uh, latched into it, you know? I mean, apparently there's some controversy with cashmere and stealing samples and stuff but um you know you uh, can't deny the fact that the sample is uh like some of the highest quality samples in the industry right right um i would say there was one fo- file on that uh, not one folder on that uh volume one or two that had like things from like headhunters like a kick or so or so from from some of the major artists and uh, I personally will never use them, but uh, I don't mm. know why they're there. <laughs> so uh, I'd be cautioned. <laughs> I try to uh, do my diligence and see if this is uh, royalty free or not. <laughs> so I wanted to um, get your story from like, you know, what got you into music in the first place, for example. Uh, I was uh, rebellious in school as in the <laughs> aspect of like, Hey, like I was very studious. I was, I always listened, uh, keep my mouth shut the entire duration. Um, and, uh, I was in music. Like I was playing the clarinet for, I think seven years. And then last year I played marching band, 
which might sound very nerdy to you, you know, but uh, <laughs> it was my last stab at uh, playing an instrument. And uh, after that, I really wanted to learn how to produce music. Fortunately mm. enough, somebody off in California or Seattle, somewhere down there, introduced me to this genre called Hands Up, which was kind of taken off in 2004. I don't even know if you might have heard of it. There's a label out in Australia. Honestly, Ellen- uh, oh, sorry. I, was, I don't know about the label, but I was going to say Hands Up in general. I haven't really, I don't really know much about the genre. Can you kind of explain the history of that? Uh, I would say it started in the 90s just because people like Master Blaster uh, were early on and some other projects but or like Brooklyn Bounce, uh, they got early on and they made themselves an, a name. And you got to remember, like back in the day, like there, there was no YouTube. There was no like internet per se, like where you can go stream or XYZ. And so um, you would tune into your TV and you had channels out there on your TV station. Um, so they would play their music videos. And when you first see these green screen music videos, which... Right now, if you look at them, they're like hideous. But back then, um, I was like, this is so surreal. Uh, it is art, uh, need- needless to say, and uh, immediately latched onto it. Now, Hands Up, uh, I think, officially made its name on uh, kind of an international scene by 2004 because of Cascada, Every Time We Touch. Mm. She rolled out yep. a big album after that. And uh, the thing about hands up, you know, you're talking the 140 to 150 BPM, uh, where it's simple kick bass, offbeat bass, um, and you got the clap every, you know, two. And so um, I latched onto it immediately because, look, it's not like anything I've ever heard before. It's melodic. It's very complex. And uh, fortunately enough, uh, there were people um, that was back in MySpace. I don't even know if you (laughs) even, you're probably like a baby or something. Um, I'm older than I look. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I, uh, I was very active there. Uh, I must say that I did, I did so much damage in hands up and into the lenses of promotion and getting the word out. And uh, I had a big, I have probably the biggest hands up channel period on MySpace. Uh, people thought I was the legit p- person behind it, but I was actually promoting the brand. And they, uh. even the <laughs> even the owners didn't know I was behind it. This was a big secret. And so, uh, and but I got them a lot of views and a lot of streaming and a lot of uh, people. Remember, this was before like streaming was a thing. It could have been a thing, but not many people knew about it. And this is where people were like, you expect people to download. When people download yeah. music, you get obviously, you know, money in the bank and, um, I would say I started officially my career in 2012. Uh, and I remember the sales back then were interesting versus my sales this year, which is like, so uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a harsh reality. When I got back on a horse uh, this year, officially, I was dormant for about six years because oh, I had school careers. I was I, I thought that, you know, there was this door, you open this door and you start this new world and there's all these, all these opportunities, but nobody gave me a chance until I decided to um, actually, um, you know what, I'm an entrepreneur, let's roll, the, let's roll the drums. 2020, I started the server, we had like 23 people, 
And, uh, I mean, a lot of passive people and they're not inactive, you know, and what do you know, right now I got, uh, 200 plus members, uh, a lot of active members. There's people who are more talented than I am, which is what I really like because they will bring more input than me. Cause I, mm. you know, there's people who need some help, some feedback on their music and people would respond and do things like that. And, uh, this is where really the, but yeah, story to be a long story. Long story short, I started <laughs> in 2007, April 20th of 2007. I know this very well because somebody broke my window on April 20, <laughs> 420. And you know, the joke is Holy 420, shit. right? <laughs> and uh, who knows what they were smoking, but uh, I was in my apartment, I was sleeping and it was four o'clock and 20 minutes at 4 a.m. and 20 on, on April 20th. How awkward. And wow. uh, I, I still remember this to, to this day and I moved out of that apartment ever since. But I mean, the crazy story of my life. And that's when I started the whole uh, productions. But I learned it took me 12 year, years to master this. It, it took me 12 years to master the game, the marketing, the the branding um, and uh, overall the production. I think that if you know how to become a producer, you can make uh, just about any genre. Mm. I think that's a, Absolutely. That's a argument. Yeah. yeah. If you've, if you've got enough experience, then all you need to do to learn how to make a new genre is just like a day or two of learning how to make those specific sounds that that genre requires. And then you can just mm -hmm. slap it together. Oh yes. Uh, because this is a competitive field. And remember back like 12 years ago, which was still very competitive. Uh, a lot of this was, you know, private and you had these private messengers and whatnot. And, uh, Fortunately enough, I got to say his name, Don Chaser. His artist's name is Don Chaser. I believe he's a epic trance producer still. He's a mm. DJ out in California. He's the guy who uh, introduced me to this genre. So I, all kudos to him. If it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would have started with, with FL Studio. So Yeah. I mean, there's mm -hmm. plenty of good doors out there, though. It doesn't have to be FL. <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. Just uh, whatever uh, floats your boat. Um, I want to go back to the MySpace days because I was on there as well with some fucking cringy photos, let me say. Um, <laughs> and I think MySpace actually may have been the first website where I ever streamed music as opposed to downloading it. Do you, like, what, was there any other websites that you streamed music from before MySpace? Uh, the, uh, so I, I initially got on forms. I'm more of a social cat. And when you go on forms, you get to meet those people that you're looking for, like the DJs, the promoters, the nightclubs, the events. And so, of course, pre-COVID days, this was like, what, 12 years ago, 15 years ago. <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't think I ever did any streaming, no streaming platforms that I can think of. I, it was all, yeah. um, Radio, FM. I think I, I found out a bunch of radio stations and hands up, especially through Winamp. They're uh, uh, XFM yeah. uh, channels. Um, and you would see who are the most, uh, who, who gets the most views there. Very impressive um, uh, views, uh, numbers on some channels. Man, Winamp was the shit. <laughs> Winamp, yes. <laughs> I actually still one of one of our members on our s server still uses Winamp. Uh, oh wow! Well. <laughs> I should know two people. I can vouch for two people. I've seen their uh, desktop screens. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So you started out um like twelve years ago, 
went through MySpace and all that until now building your Discord server. Um, I thought it was really interesting how you said that there's people that are more skilled than you in your Discord server because, uh, you know, you can kind of look at people who you consider to be more skilled than you and you can be like, okay, so what are these people gaining from me? But like the fact that you've got a Discord server that's got like 200 people, you're just like connecting the whole community together. How does that make you feel? Uh, it is the greatest feeling ever. It is better than me releasing a single because I am almost 30 years old. Uh, what do I have to gain? Like, I'm about to release some song. Who cares? But if I actually change somebody's life, uh, whether if it's they're more talented than me or less talented, uh, it doesn't matter because everybody has their uh, challenges and I'm just here to put the pieces on the puzzle together. I say this because one thing I've seen out there, especially when it comes down to the uh, cats who are very talented, they either quit or they either are just dragging their feet in the music industry, mm. but they're not making the impact that they that you you'd assume they can make. And so yeah. what what happens is somebody like me, because I come from the marketing world, I've been in marketing for three years, and I learned the the you know the I would I wouldn't say ins and outs, but I I just learned what what it comes down to it from like a three thousand foot bird's eye view and what how much damage you can do if you have uh, a very strong market. So I say this um, to to them: like, why would you be really like? Why would you release music? To, I just say this to any artist: why would you release music if you have no audience? If you have no fans, why would you do that? How about you start picking up on those fans and do something about it? Now you got things like Instagram nowadays. You can make a bunch of random things like uh, memes. Like you can make like uh, production meme, EDM memes. Just yeah. to latch people onto your account because it seems interactive. And when they see that you're very active and then all of a sudden you, you drop this new song and they're like, oh, oh, now he's now an artist. Well, that's cool. Now I can follow him. But mean, meanwhile, you're, you're running the motor on Instagram. You're getting more yeah. followers and it's organic and you have to do that. And, uh, uh, market is more important than actually. Uh, releasing music. And I, I really want to say this again. It's more important to have a market than actually releasing music. Because if you just release something, I've, 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 I've met so many emotional wrecks and emotional wrecks are people who are very obsessed with something like whether it's the genre, you know, like what it's like falling in love, right? And either one of the, one of the two individuals is going to become obsessed with the other person. Yeah, that's the, that's not what what needs to happen. You don't want to become obsessed with the genre. Do not become obsessed with this because when you become obsessed with this, and if if you hit a bump and then you drop on your face, then why? How are you gonna get back on a horse? Most mm, people then quit. you just stop. Yeah, I I I think I quit about six or eight times in the last twelve years. But uh, my story, I have I have a podcast the that I did on this other. Um, it's called the Trend Station. And I did a one-hour podcast with them to explain my entire personal music story. I highly recommend checking that one out. It will it will outline cool. everything that I, that I went through, the hardships, and what I did to overcome it. Sweet. I'll definitely check that out, man. And um, I really liked what you said about artists who kind of 
drag their feet in the industry. They, you know, they make music because that's the part that they want to do, but they know to be successful, they have to do these other things like, you know, personal branding, um, but they right. just don't do it. Um, I mean, how, how many Hearthstone managers, how many hands up managers are there? I don't, I don't know if there's any. Yeah. I mean, I've met a few, <laughs> but it's like they, they're very goofy or they're immature. I don't know if they're doing marketing. They just have a lot of subscribers, but that doesn't mean squat. I want somebody to actually bring asses on seats or just, you know, yeah. sell nightclubs and stuff like that. And, uh, but, you know, you got to take things serious. Some people are very silly and it's very important to be taking things professional. Yeah. In 2020, people need to realize that to make it as an artist, you meet, you need to be also kind of an entrepreneur. Like you need to build that personal brand on social media, like get that following. And like you said, it can't just be the music because if you've got zero followers and you put out music, then zero followers are going to listen. So, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You need I mean, to I be to- making things like you said, like, memes uh quality content such as like producer guides and stuff podcasts like this just anything that people can possibly find value in that actually gives something to them because if you think about uh a business most businesses are about finding what the market wants and finding the best way to provide that to them but when you're running a music business, you're making what you want and you got to find out how to get people to you. So it's like the complete opposite thing. You need to like, <laughs> you oh, need yeah, to provide so value. To, cl- to comment on that, um, somebody ran, uh, rented their, uh, ran their mouth on Instagram on a comment I made on this music coach branding uh, account, Instagram account. And she's like some miner somewhere in the U.S., I think, who uh, commented on my comment, essentially, and said, uh, like, uh, you're a poser. And by the way, I had I wear these sunglasses, and they're prescription sunglasses. <laughs> you know, it's not that I want to wear them because they look cool. <laughs> I, I, I like to look cool, but, but they're prescription sunglasses, and uh, I want to get a very good light. So I do these uh, videos outside. Yeah. And I do, and, but anyways... And so, uh, obviously, I don't have that many followers and everything. So, uh, and then, uh, then I went on her account, and I'm like, okay, so, so you're saying you're saying that your claim to fame is uh, one million um, view, uh, one million streams on your latest song uh, on Spotify? Sure, I mean that that gener- if even if that uh, was based on only the United States, uh, that would have generated four thousand dollars. So you're talking now the record label will take the, the major uh, chunk out of that and then they will, they will distribute that. So what's there to show of that's all your claim to fame, a million yeah. streams? Okay, if if that's what your goal is and you accomplished it, and I mean, sure, she had like some 20, 30,000 um, followers on Instagram, but still, like, what is your, what is it? And so um, I've seen that, um, and going back to the story, which was, um, you know, you want to, you want to make sure that you have some fans when you make this music, uh, you want to make sure you get some, uh, eyes on the target, some listeners and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, what can I say? Uh, there's many, many ways how an artist can actually make it from nothing. I really mean it from nothing. Like you, 
I, I can take a person down the street and I will work with him on a day to day if he had the golden voice that can get me to the yeah. press to reach the press ring. Um, there's many ways to break in. And so when I went to this music conference down in Miami, this is very important right now. When I met with these, the biggest agencies and music, um, and so forth for like marketing, their biggest clients are, um, Drake, for example, you know, the biggest hot selling artist in America, Drake, uh, nothing to do with EDM, but, uh, he's their biggest client. And when you hear these big agencies and labels tell you, like the industry telling you, you, it's all about how many followers you got. That's all they care about, these record labels. And to say that they're, they're actually right, and I'll tell you why. Because it's not about how many albums you sell or how many streams yeah. you get on Spotify. It's about how many people following you to equate to that. What is your net worth? Because that's what yeah. your net worth is. It's not how much money you make. It's, it's, it's what's your net worth. And your net worth is defined by how many followers you have. And yeah, like you're saying about that person who their claim to fame was a million streams on on Spotify. Like that's great and all, but a lot of people will aim for that target and then they just won't be able to keep it up. It's kind of like a one hit wonder thing. Yes. It's very so, difficult. It's a, especially if, if this is your first time hitting a million and you want to maintain that. I don't know how that's going to happen, but like, good luck. I'm just <laughs> saying that it's going to be a, 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 it's going to be like a sweatshop. Yeah. By the way, there's a lot of cheaters out there. I want to say this. There's oh, a lot of yeah. cheaters. I think I've distanced myself with some. I've found out. And when I take him to the woodshed, the last thing you want is Mr. Wonderful, myself, take him to the woodshed, woodshed and uh, be like, uh, we don't uh, allow any uh, people who, you know, use these servers and VPNs to... By the way, this is a lawsuit in the making. Um, oh, I, my God. I know one person from Eastern Europe who got sued so much because she was a very hot artist on Spotify, but she cheated because she had literally rooms of servers and computers wow. and VPNs and tabs. Like you're talking like 10, 20 tabs open per computer. Holy uh, and so let's talk about how much credibility. So obviously in Spotify, the algorithm you know triggers. And then uh, that's the point of Spotify. You got to trigger those algorithms yeah. to get playlisted and et cetera, et cetera. But the, the fact that they cheated in the, in the Spotify people, you know, they had to take the legal team. Uh, they do have a legal team, so don't get in trouble. Obviously, when you do anything in music, make sure you do it legally. Yeah. It's so insane she got how many sued ways. And I think she went to jail. Other than getting a fine, I think wow. she went to jail. I gotta double check, but yeah. It's insane how many ways there are to cheat on Spotify. Like you said, just streaming on heaps of different tabs and accounts and whatever. <laughs> um, you know, paying to get onto playlists. I... I was actually considering doing that at one point, but I found out that you can you can get banned from Spotify for it. So don't oh, pay to get on playlists. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to do that. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Um, I've heard sca scammers. Mm. Uh, yeah, people like not only is it bad to pay to get on playlists, but the playlists they probably have fake plays in the first place, so it's not actually. You know what it reminds me of? Anything. It reminds me of uh, uh, I'm a sucker for cheap stuff. Like if I see an ad about a cheap uh, boat that they're selling somewhere on my social media, if I'm just swiping through, oh my yeah. God, this boat costs 60 bucks. I can buy it because, you know, it's COVID. <laughs> and, I, and my mind tells me, oh, it's COVID. They're selling it on sale because it's COVID. Right. Uh -uh. It's some, you got to do your diligence. It's some Chinese knockoff company in California with an address. And they're just going to like scheme you. And I've been schemed like that before. 
I once bought like this uh, fishing rod that's the size of a pin and you enlarge it. And apparently this was not actually, (laughs) it was a Chinese company. And when I went back and forth on emails, it was pretty hilarious. Uh, The fact that I fell into this loop, into this trap. So there's a lot of these companies. Definitely watch out. Don't get sucked into it. Uh, I was actually thinking about buying some like, like an instrument. Um, But I, I was looking at the listings it's like 350 bucks, right? Seems like a reasonable price for an instrument. But then you read the description and it's just like replica. This is one tenth of the size of the actual instrument. <laughs> and like, oh. I couldn't actually find a decent listing for the, any of the actual instruments. They were just all replicas that were like 300 to a thousand dollars. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, sir. So, I feel like you've already made it quite clear in just the way that you're talking and how, how seriously you take the music business. But I wanted to ask you anyway, like in what ways do you think you're, you stand apart from other producers, DJs and label yeah. owners in the industry? Uh, very good. Uh, this is probably my favorite question of the night. Uh, and I hate to be a narcissist, uh, I'm not, I don't like being a narcissist, which is why I don't like talking about myself, but let's just talk about what has happened. And so when we look at the testimonials on the server, people come out and saying, oh, uh, you know, I came from um, uh, another group out of a karaoke group, but I joined the server and I was able to actually get my new song released. I was picked up by a label immediately because of my talent. Or how about That's this awesome. guy? Um, he came out of Finland. And, um, and he essentially, uh, the entire record label provided all the services. He didn't pay anything and, uh, they were able to, uh, fix up uh, remixes for his single and release it. And it got into top 62 or no, top 67. I think it's top 67 on the top albums in German dance charts Damn. Uh, for, uh, for like a day or so. So it was a short uh, ceremony, but uh, <laughs> the success was uh, short-lived. But uh, I Still think a great that, monster. Uh, but I want to say this because it was the first single I released in the 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 newest record label that I made, uh, and so without with zero marketing dollars, like how do you get there? Like we're just nobodies. We're just like some server somewhere on the internet with very few members. And the fact that it got to, uh, you know, dance charts in Germany was impressive. Hell yeah. Is there any like, uh, essential thing, things that you did for promoting that, that you'd like to highlight for us to maybe learn from and implement in our own, uh, songs? The secret sauce is the overall marketing branch. I offer free courses to all members, which is why, um, you know, this, I don't charge people to come to my server. I don't um, charge people to have access to my coaching. I do actual YouTube videos, private coaching videos, where I would showcase my um, material that I have learned through the years. And I want people to actually, a lot of this common sense, but I want people to actually uh, check it out because the last thing I want to hear is somebody making the same mistake that I made. Mm, yeah. Especially, especially when it comes down to getting screwed by record labels, not getting paid, or how about uh, getting booked, but you had to pay for your own booking, things like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's very important that um, 
we keep things at a very professional level and at a level where it's a fam, it's kind of like a family type of feeling where mm. this is not a, a toxic environment, but it's made to uh, take any artist, successful, non-successful, and still provide our resources, whether if it's getting on TikTok or whether if, uh, w- or with like a big label where they're going to finance and invest in the entire project, uh, hire an influencer on TikTok, uh, work that way around, or perhaps maybe you want your new music to be uh, licensed on a movie or a TV show. What do you know? Um, seven years ago, this guy from Switzerland who remixed my first single, Boca Beach, um, he actually, I introduced him to this record label in San Francisco, and he had his song featured on a Kardashian TV show. Holy shit. <laughs> so, I mean, like, sometimes, like, my connections, my network, really does make an impact but it's about time i take this network and the resources and everything and make it into something bigger uh thanks to covid uh we've been very fortunate this year a lot of success a lot of people like our server has been growing organically and uh also a lot of new music i signed five artists last month and by the way we started the whole show we started the whole show last uh like this january so Boy, boy, boy. I mean, no, I don't even know what it's gonna I don't even know what it's gonna look like with five hundred members or a thousand members. I definitely have to like probably not step down, but definitely hire some people just to like yeah. mic- micromanage this with we've already by the way, we've already had a lot of drama. We've had drama for from people who I've known for ten ten years, uh, who I was like sharing samples every day or like I wouldn't say every day, but maybe every um, you know, e- uh, season or uh, three months or so. Um so anyways, uh, it's all about, uh, it's all about the community. I want to say this because it's not, a, it's never about me. Like people think that I have this ego. It's about me. And, you know, needless to say, I am wearing the t-shirt hands up now. Uh, I made this t-shirt actually. And it's, you know, my, my, my actual artist name is Solid Shark. Now the t-shirt says, get your shark solid. And this is, <laughs> this is something that was so funny that I had to like integrate it into my Solid Shark branding. I was in high school. This guy said it to me and he said, uh, he said that is your shark solid. And then I was laughing so hard. I'm so I just confused. Feel, I, was, I was like, I was like, this is probably the funniest thing anyone has ever asked me. So I'm actually going to like, you know, uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. And I got a lot of people to laugh about that. And, um, but anyways, uh, was yeah, there I anything mean, that made him say that? Like, wh- why did he ask if your shark was? No, because salt? because because at the whole high school found out that I was the DJ radio guy. Uh, and, okay. was, and, and and they 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 called me Solid Shark. Yeah. And then when they told this guy who I was friends with already that I'm Solid Shark, and then he just he just uh and then he just couldn't make couldn't wrap around it that that was an artist nickname. <laughs> it's, it's whatever you know. They th- <laughs> He <laughs> just tried to make a sentence. See, I was thinking. I was thinking that this was before your you were called Solid Shark. Oh yeah, it's right before. Been, yeah, it's right before. This was this was two thousand seven, like two thousand seven ish. Like it wasn't even like I wasn't even an artist or right. This was just like I was trying to make a name for myself before yeah. I even like released any music. I was just thinking though, like because you're already DJing or something under Solid Shark, <laughs> right? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Oh, okay. So he's just randomly like. No, randomly. That was the funniest solid. thing. That was the funniest thing anyone has ever asked me in my life. Probably. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so, okay. 12 years in, you've had 
a record label releases discord server massive community um guides for producers and music business as well what else are you looking to do in the future because i feel like i love that covered so many bases um once we hit our milestone which is going to be a lot of uh, members on the on the group obviously we'll we will already make ourselves a name in the world um and when that happens yeah let's let's take it to the big to the big scenes let's take it to the big stages of all let's make a festival i want to make oh, make this yes. brand into a festival that way you know astro rain happens to be in the east coast of the united states but he knows Solid Shark. Well, what do you know? Solid Shark is putting together these festivals, which are making a lot of money for these DJs who are performing. So whether if his asteroid wants to perform or do something with it, he knows that he knows Solid Shark, you know? So I want to turn this into a festival because I know where this... Look, artists want to get paid. Artists, 2020, it's COVID. There's no events. There's nothing. (laughs) And it's very difficult. But whenever this world, if the world opens back together, how it used to be, we will be fortunate that we might roll out a festival. Um, and uh, anyways, th- that's where the money maker is. I know a lot of artists have struggled financially, um, but they need to understand that if they want to make the big the big bucks, it's in the gigs. And um, I can speak on some artists that I've met who are like, um, no, like they were they were not even signed by the big labels. Like I, I knew them before they were signed to the big labels. And um, when they got picked up in 2011, 2012, they did like 23 to 20, 26 shows per month. Jesus. All over the world. All, all over the world. So you can only imagine their private plane and everything. Um, I'm not kidding. Like this is, uh, I think this is crazy because like, I mean, uh, you know, God rest his soul, Avicii, look what happened to him. But, um, you know, I'm glad, it, I'm glad nothing happened to my friends because I, uh, but they're doing pretty well for themselves. And, uh, the money wise is pretty impressive. Needless to say, just for one show, just for one show, you'll be pretty happy for a couple of months. Need- Jesus. <laughs> That's like Skrillex levels. Hey. Oh no. 100% Skrillex. Level. Like they're hanging out with Skrillex. They're part of his little, I mean, I, I don't know if Skrillex has a little, um, he's pretty well known, but. Yeah, uh, they know Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys taken, um, started taking any, making any plans, sorry, uh, to get the festival going? Like, No, COVID is now yeah. uh, on display. And on, if the world opens, uh, my goal is to get as many members as possible on the server. That way... We can have a very local feel to it as well as an uh, international feel. And uh, beyond all, we want to keep uh, uh, making content and, you know, make new music, collaborate, meet new people, um, and uh, raise your following, you know, mm-hmm. start uh, generating more fans. Um, there's many ways to find fans and stuff like that. So, What are your thoughts on online gigs like online festivals and such uh i think that if you're somebody on twitch with a handful of followers and you're looking to keep growing that there are ways to do that i mean uh a month ago i was invited by one of the members um his friend was playing a d 
DJ show on Twitch, I believe it was. And I tuned in and I supported. And um, I thought that was so cool because when she finished her show, which was very successful, she played this genre called dark wave. I don't, I don't think I've mm. ever heard of that genre. I, I, I make synth wave, retro wave, but I've never heard of dark wave. Apparently, it's, you know, it's a little bit more, you know, darker than you know the happy vibes. So, um, so when she finished her show, she was able to take her Twitch and like all the people that were on her Twitch, like streaming on her Twitch, she was able to take them and migrate them to another Twitch account, like yeah. where they're another DJ. DJ, I'm like, I've never seen that. I think there's potential there, but I want you to keep in check that as of recently, I think Facebook and Twitch have put up a bunch of uh, several things out there that they don't want to uh, allow DJs to yeah. um, play music. So, so you got to keep in mind that you're relying on these platforms, which they have all the power because you're playing by their rules. So if you want to, if you want to keep doing that, it's going to, you gotta, you gotta notice that you're playing on their terms. So yeah. That said, that said, like Facebook and Twitch, yeah, you can absolutely get, you know, at the very least, you can get your stream taken down. At worst, you can get banned. Three strikes. Yeah. (laughs) The last thing you want, like, I've got this guy, he's got um, a lot of, I follow him on YouTube. He's got so many followers. uh, And I can't, like, his numbers are ridiculous. And he makes a lot of views on his videos. And he, uh, He's got one strike, and the second one was he his editor his video editor featured some um, artwork from some character that they made mm. on Debian Art, and apparently they own the rights to it. But uh, but uh, I mean they're now taking this to the court because the guy um, doesn't want his YouTube to be removed because if he gets yeah. on the second strike, lose what you know, and uh, look three strikes you're out. Uh, no, yay, no, you know, so you cannot dispute that because YouTube is playing, you know, and I've heard worse stories than lawsuits. Uh, I don't want to talk about it because it talks about death and, and shootings and things like that. Oh, well. But anyways, uh, YouTube, yeah, they have definitely, I don't know, YouTube is great, but there's a lot of crazy things happening, man. I'm just telling you, like, if you play by somebody's technology, that you're playing by their terms. Yeah. You gotta like always that, remember that. That's um that's why I wanted to bring up Mixcloud because obviously you know the whole point of Mixcloud is to have mixes on there. So they've gone through the steps to make sure that you can put any music on there in your mixes and it won't get taken down, right? And they've recently started to roll out live streaming on Mixcloud. You know, n- not only is it audio live streaming, it's got video as well. Um, and my friend Big Boss, uh, I I twi- uh, I made a story the other night because I was watching his stream on Mixcloud, and it was great. Like it was literally just like watching a Twitch stream, except it's on Mixcloud. Um, I don't think yeah. they have the raid feature that Twitch has, but it is platform that's 100% dedicated to the music and I think that anyone who streams DJing on Facebook Twitch, YouTube whatever, those all have shit fucking rules for copyright so you should really look into I'm gonna send you a platform I'm gonna send you a link to a platform where you can upload anything, mixes, songs vocals, anything are very friendly, they're... Is it Clip It? uh, No, it's uh, it's actually Russian and uh 
and uh, all the DJs go there to download the latest and greatest music for free. And um, anyways, so uh, absolutely no restrictions to anyone. Uh, they're very thorough about everything. Like, hey, is this original? Is this bootleg, unofficial, whatever? You check mm. all the boxes. Uh, what genre, what BPM, what key. I think that itself is probably one of the best platforms because they have little to no advertisements. Right. I don't think it, they even have advertisements. So is this like actually a legal website or is it not? Well, look, it's it's the Russians. So uh, <laughs> who's to who's to take the Russians to court, right? So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, needless to say, uh, uh, there is a market in Russia. I have friends who go there. They've been very successful. They, you know, they they've had gigs there, and uh, uh, you know, as the world is going crazy, like the Russians, on the other hand, they're allowing this platform that's like SoundCloud. But with also you can chat and make comments and stuff like that and mm. a little bit more. Um, so I, I I'll send you a link to that uh, cool. after the call. That sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah. So we've talked a lot about your Discord community, and I was wondering, what, was there something that made you want to choose Discord over Facebook? Because I know Facebook groups are a big thing as well as Discord for artists. Um, what happened with Facebook is I did have a second account just to, for my music friends, because I wanted to obviously separate private account and music account. Yeah. Um, until I removed my, my, my second account, which was a dumb mistake because now I cannot make another account. I have to, you know, comply by their, all their rules and stuff like Uh, that. Yeah. Oh, you have to uh, take a picture of your li- driver's license and all this, and I'm like, get out of here! Oh my god! Because the last thing I want is a, da- a data server to have access to my information, which can easily be hacked. Everything is hackable these days, so it's like, why would I want somebody to have access to my driver? Anyways, so um, Discord has every all all my answers are all my prayers are answered on Discord. Right. Yep. Now it might change because. You know, it looks, it's free and everything, but if it changed, and one thing I like about Discord, it's a private company. I I believe so, right? I haven't checked, but I but uh, I know Steam is a private community as well. Steam was asked multiple times to launch, you know, to get bought out for an IPO, uh, to get traded in the public stock exchange, but they declined. And I like that because being a private company, you don't have to obey to your shareholders, which... Yeah make all these confusing regulations and you know which is what what's destroying a lot of um uh platforms these days if not making the users more angry and you know this because like what is it like being tur- uh, shut down on youtube because of three strike rule which is very biased by the way um i think i had one video which was you know, copyright infringed because it was a mix essentially of one of my DJ friends. He made a mix and I wanted to upload it. But, uh, you know, YouTube did one strike on it. I hope that's, that, does, that, does, that does not count as one of the three strike rules. <laughs> um, uh, and by the way, when you get hit by a strike on YouTube, they make you fill your first, last name, your private, in- a lot of private information. Very disgusting. I'm very displeased about YouTube, what they're doing. But anyways, uh, Discord is the place to be. Uh, it's once you learn how to use it, 
um, the voice chat, the texting, the organization. I've labeled who is who because everybody's different, you know. So it's 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 better than a form because I wanted. Yeah. I was thinking about putting up a form, but I'm not an IT guy. I'm not a you know I, I'm not a computer nerd geek. So uh, once I picked up Discord, I'm like, wow. Uh, I gotta do this, you know. Also, no one uses forums anymore, anyway. Like, uh, I, I like, <laughs> I lament the forum days. Like, I loved using forums and you know just keeping up with all the posts that I was subscribed to. But you know, these days I look at a forum and I'm like, man, I, ca- I can't be fucked. Like, <laughs> there's just too much shit going on in forums. Oh, yeah. Uh, the biggest form for hands-up is in German. Uh, uh, it's a big n- no-go for me because I don't speak their language. And uh, second of all, I think the platform is kind of bugged or crashed. I asked one of their main DJs and he said that the platform, there's something wrong with it at the moment. I'm like, well, I just signed up and I want to use it, but uh, sadly I cannot. And sometimes, you know, you might want to take advantage of these platforms when they are still available, but you know when it's in another language like Polish or German, and like, what, well, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Google Translate auto translate sometimes does not pick it up right away, and it's just very difficult. I'd say the only forum that like heaps of people still use these days is Reddit, but even then, it's kind <sighs> oh, of boy. different. Uh, I would say I thought Reddit was going to be a good thing in the beginning. I kind of had a good kick in it at first. And then no. I realized that, <laughs> wait a minute, what's, what is going on here? I, I was like scratching my head. I was pulling my hair and I'm like, enough. Uh, I think I got banned on Reddit once. I don't know why I got banned for, but I got banned. And I know my next account has like negative something points. And um, <laughs> so I know that obviously I'm not a good I'm not a good member, so I de- definitely don't belong there. Dude, Reddit is crazy, man. Like, uh, I know everyone, you know, says it's pretty much just like a hive mind mentality. And I, I-, I want to say different, but honestly, it's true. Like, if you post something on Reddit, the first comment is pretty much what the whole thread is going to say. Like, because people are afraid to disagree on Reddit. Because if you disagree on Reddit, you get a hundred people shitting on you for dis- disagreeing. Yeah, and then you get the point system, and then yeah, it's hard to it's uh, get get your ratings up. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> whenever I post something on Reddit, I just like post it, leave Reddit, and don't look at Reddit again until the next. The time one I need thing, the one thing I really like about this is that uh, this is my second podcast. I'm planning to launch a podcast for our brand. But I first want to get some more traction. So probably sometime next year, we're going to have a podcast. I'd love to have you on it as well. And just with any other person that's on our Discord server, I always ask this question. Is there any way I can help you? (laughs) Oh, man. I I could probably come up with hundreds of ways. (laughs) But right now... I know one um, one way I could definitely bring some... um, I wanted to recommend Zarxy to do a podcast. He's a really cool guy. I, he should actually feature his entire uh, studio. He's got like oh, the turntables. He's got this really sick mohawk. Like, <laughs> look, this guy is the man. Like, he's also going to send me one of his uh, new merchandise t-shirts, actually. I'm waiting on that. Um, so definitely uh, meet him. 
connect with him. Um, highly recommend that. If that's one way I can help you by introducing you some artists for your podcast. Hell yeah, bro. Check, uh, send me like his SoundCloud link or something and I'll have a mm-hmm. listen. He's great. He's great. Um, he's doing very some things very similar to me, which is how we got along. And when I found out that he's a collector of uh, uh, these antique uh, DJ mixes from the 90s, 2000s, I'm oh, like, wow. bro. And especially when I found out he's got music that my friends used to mix he owns that and I'm very close with them. And it's like, Oh my God, it's just, I, I was very impressed. And he's somebody who doesn't like ma- a, a play that music in general, but he just collects it just because he's mm. a collector. And, uh, uh, I, was, I thought that was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool, man. Um, so you, you run a virtual meetup group, as you mentioned earlier, uh, once a month on your discord group. Um, and it, it's all about like helping people kind of just helping them make it right. Uh, so the virtual meetup, the purpose of it is for people to meet, collaborate, mm. uh, build relationships. Oh, I, uh, I'm not going to repeat that again, but needless to, uh, I don't want to uh, beat on a dead horse. <laughs> and, uh, I, let me tell you, I've been screwed so many times. I've lost thousands of dollars in the music industry. And the one thing I figured out is when I build the server, I can uh, coach people. I can share them um, the things that I, you know, that happened to me. So I want, I don't want them to end up the same way that I did because it was very disgruntled. Like you, your expectations are right here and you go to meet your favorite artists, your favorite label and stuff like that, or whatever it is that you want to do. And when it doesn't happen, um, Look, uh, make sure that uh, your expectations are down below. <laughs> however, however, you, what you should do is uh, uh, take my advice when I give it, especially like building your brand uh, followers, and then make music. Uh, yeah. I, ha- I I know people who release music every day, but they Jeez. lack on followers. But they lack on followers. They have like no more than 120 followers on Instagram. Why are you doing this? I mean, come on. Is this even healthy? So, um, and and when they, when, you know, they didn't take my advice. Do you know what I did? What? When I'm, because I'm releasing a yearly uh, compilation. Well, how about you introduce one of those songs to our compilation? We'll release it on our big company with all these different artists. No. Okay. I banned you. I did it because, because listen, this is this is not a free ride, and I want people to get something out of it. I don't want people to be like, "Okay, bro, I'm on this server making music. I get to promote my music." Well, sure, you can promote me, but what are you giving back to the community? Like, come on. So, the takeaway is the virtual meetups. People have to meet. If this becomes a place with a thousand people, uh, and nobody knows each other, I don't want this to be like that. I want people to actually yeah. know each other. I want people to uh, have a level of trust and I want people to build relationships because in the end of the day, um, you know, there are scam artists out there. There are scam labels, but be careful and very importantly, build relationships because this is a family environment. And um, yeah, sometimes I got to take my, uh, I got to take, I got to make the right decision to make sure uh, nobody, you know, does something bad. So yeah, I, it mm-hmm. is hard, like, moderating a Discord community 
especially um, if you don't have other people helping? Sometimes it's phones, sometimes it's not because like I'm running 25 companies right now and at three companies as well, like Hands Up Now, which is the Discord server, uh, the two record labels, that's three extra companies. Like I already have a handful of me, but I want people to actually know uh, what the bottom line is. And what do you know? We're, we're seeing returning members coming back on the calls for the monthly meetups. So when they come back, they know what's happening, what the procedure is, what they're supposed to do. And uh, I love it when people actually go take things offline and make music. Can we, um, can we dive into those 25 companies for a second? Like what, what how the hell do you have time for that? <laughs> um, so I'm a businessman by nature. Uh, and, um, what's happening is very, it's good. You asked me that because right now I'm working on our website. Um, I build all kinds of companies, technology companies, manufacturing companies, uh, all kinds of things. And, uh, the one thing I'm like, wait, hang on a second. I'm doing all these great things outside of the music world, but what if I integrated in the music world? So I took all the bolts and nuts from the, um, uh, essentially the financial world and I into in the marketing world and I integrated them in the media and in entertainment. Um, and so, and with the music stuff. And so I'm like, wow, why haven't, why did I not do this 12 years ago when I had the <laughs> chance? Well, of course, discord was not around then. I don't think yeah. so. But, uh, if I only did that boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, people take me seriously today. So uh, once again, the bottom line is what is your net worth and not how many views do you have? I mean, maybe it does matter how many views do you have streaming? Do you have on Spotify? But if that's your claim to fame, but your followers are like little to none. So come on. Yeah. As uh, I believe, I think it was Cyrus Gold who said it on the podcast in a previous episode. Your net worth is your network. Oh, yes. There you go. So, um, is there anything you'd like to shout out or promote? Um, obviously we've hopped on and on about your discord server, so I don't think we need to stress that. Um, but there will be a link to it in the description. Right. And you know, the discord server is the bread and butter without it. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't have uh, reopened the record labels. They will be in Pandora's box locked somewhere far, far away from here, from civilization. So the only reason I brought it back from the dead I was dormant for about six years. I didn't release music for about six, seven years. It was because uh, I figured out, you know what? It is the market. It's your network. Get the network up and running, and things been gonna flow like water from the mountain. Oh, yeah. So, so uh, what about like what's the latest release or when's the next oh, release yes. coming out? Um, we got a song called Pirates. Uh, funny thing about it is that I'm on the cover of it. I was uh, at a pirate festival. I, I had an actual black beard. I had a bigger beard. Um, I had longer hair. I was dressed as a pirate. I had makeup. And I won the pirate con- uh, pirate contest fest- at the festival. And uh, they gave me a book, a signed uh, copy of a book. And I also met the author there, which was pretty sick. Um, and so um, the funniest thing about that story is that uh, today the... The distributor commented on the cover and they said that the picture was, was blurry. And I'm like, Oh, come on now. Are you giving, are you, are you supposed to be giving crit- criticism of people's artworks before they release their music? Oh, uh, man. And the, when my producer, when my partner told me that, um, I went to look at it 
And uh, they just said the, the picture was blurry. I'm like, get out of here. I know what the problem is. So so anyways, yeah, that was pretty funny. Then we got Raving in Sweden is coming out as well. So uh, that's coming soon. So keep up to mind uh, two weeks from now, if not a month from now. It's going to be the release. Hell yeah. And that's, that's for the live stream, though. But by the episode or by the time this episode comes out on Spotify and YouTube, it'll probably be like... It might even be out already. Whoa, that's that's cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think we're just about good here. Um, yeah, give me links to all those things that you want to promote, and I'll chuck them in the show notes and stuff. And, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It was a pleasure having you. How do you say the uh, artist's name? Is it Astro Rain? Yeah, Astro Rain. Astro Rain. Okay, there you go. That's awesome. Well, look, a pleasure of virtually meeting you. It was uh, <laughs> a blast. I love doing these podcasts because uh, in the end of the day, we are social creatures and we have to yeah. uh, socialize. <laughs> yeah. It's like as much as you want to stay inside and if you're like me, just play games all day and stuff. Oh, boy. You know? <laughs> I've had people telling me they're introverts. Uh, there's people who are extroverts. I'm like, ah, get out of here. Uh, when as soon as you, um, you know, as soon as you create a very bubble or environment around you, and you're you know one-sided and you don't meet people and things like that, you know, I don't know. I, I've seen bad things come out of it. Uh, yeah. A lot of emotional wrecks, like people seeing the world the way they believe the world is, but it's actually not because the world is. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of ideas, so you want to make sure you connect. Yeah, I used to be like that, but, you know, eventually I realized people, simply put, people just need other people, and that's just the way humans work. Yeah, so, yeah. you got to get out of the rabbit's hole. That's the uh, biggest takeaway here. Um, Hell yeah. So, yeah, yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, episode 18 of The Wave Table featuring Solid Shark. Peace, guys. All right, y'all. See ya.